Hello and welcome to the special Christmas edition, I suppose, of the Short Shoot Show. And I only say that because we're going to see Tim Don's Christmas sweater in a minute. This week's episode is brought to you by EO Swim Better, Super League Triathlon's official swim technology partner. Now, EO Swim Better is like a power meter, but for your swim. We all love the data, measuring both force and direction. And I can tell you after racing on the weekend, I need the direction one. It provides unique insight that can radically accelerate your progress and Obviously, if you want to accelerate something, may as well be radically. So improve techniques, so improve your efficiency in the swim as you save energy for the bike and run. Or if you like Chris McCormack, just for the bike, because we all know he's going to pull out in T2 like he did in Barcelona. Macca is here uh, <laughs> alongside TD and Annie Emerson joins us as well from the lovely newly painted room. And she's got the black on, looking very sleek. Annie, I'm going to start with you. How are you? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I mean, I'm in marathon training mode now, as Ooh. should Timmy be as well. We're, we've got a Super League um, team to go to Edinburgh at the end of May. So I sort of got cracking. Yeah, I did, a, I don't know, about 30 kilometres over a two-day two day period, which is probably more than I've done in a month. So um, hopefully I'm not going to peak too soon. But all good. It, thanks, Will. It's yeah. in May, mate. That's, that's a long time. The end of May. It's the 28th of May. Yeah, I haven't even told my wife that we're doing it. So thanks, Annie. If she listens to this, I'm in trouble. We all know that Tim's wife doesn't listen to the show, so we should be fine. Uh, TD, for those of the, for those that are tuning in on YouTube, let's see that let's see the uh, the ugly sweater. Oh, it's not too bad, to be fair. Oh, it's it's nice. good. I've already worn it once. I was in the West End um, on the weekend at a show with my kids, and we all went in our Christmas jumpers, a bit of high tea at Claridge's. So. I thought I'll put it on for the Christmas edition. Hey, we got the, uh, so, I don't know if you can see, so can you see the elf on the so shelf British. up there on the wine bottle? We've got oh, the elf, Albert the elf. I love Albert the elf. Oh man, keeps the kids in line. Yes. But can you like, <laughs> it's, it's such, doing the elf on the shelf is a real, you've really got to focus. Like I have trouble with that. And like every morning they wake up, the elf hasn't moved. I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm, not an, I'm not an elf handler. I, I can't tell when the magic's going to happen. And I'm like, again, I've forgotten. I always forget. It, it is the six. But I'm fine for the first 12, 15 days. Yeah. It's those last 10 days that I'm like, oh, he's already been here. He's already done that. He's done that. And then if he doesn't move, they're like, does that mean I've been really bad? Does that mean... And I'm like, yes. Oh so God. you just say he's having, having a rest. He's having a rest. He's having a rest. And uh, Maka, you're in Bahrain. Obviously, it's race week for uh, uh, the Bahrain Victorious team in the Middle East Championships and all the big stars are there, including your good self. Yeah, yeah, just arrived. We flew in from South Africa. Flew in with, uh, met in Dubai. I was with Christian and Georgia Taylor-Brown and Jan and we all sat in and flew over and touched down. They've gone off to a school and I'm here with you guys. So it's perfect. And you're all like, always- so you all sit back in seat 156K like with the common people or that's not what happens? I'm at the middle one. I take the middle seat, yeah. You like, the, yeah, you like to touch people? Yeah, I prefer middle seats, yeah. <laughs> There's like no to- middle seats <laughs> in first class, mate. They're all ones <laughs> and ones. <laughs> <laughs> apparently so i've been told uh anyway i've walked through it on the way back to the uh to the, the peasant class uh um, we're going to touch a few Not topics today we're going to talk Abu Dhabi. obviously it's happened we haven't talked about it yet um we're going to have a little look back at some of the best moments of the season from super league triathlon and then what it means for 2023 we've got a few announcements around that as well and the global triathlon awards are on in january in nice there are 11 categories. We're going to spitball about who we think could win the big prizes. Tim Don is one of the judges for that. But we're going to start 
with Abu Dhabi. And as we look back on it, and, and as I look back on it, as I think about it, the only person I can really think about is Flora Duffy because she won that head-to-head, her fourth title. She's now the, the most successful female Olympic distance triathlete. Oh, she also has the gold medal. She also has the Commonwealth Games gold medal. She beat Georgia Taylor-Brand in all of these races. She's absolutely the nemesis for GTB. But Flora has just had, well, she just, when she turns up at the big events, doesn't she, Tim? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, she raced with intent. She was first into the T1. Um, and then at 5K up a slight hill, she put up kind of like she just floated away. She's just looked, she's had a, she's actually had a rough year by her standards. She, she went to 270.3s. One, she got COVID. One, her bike didn't turn up. Um, she didn't race so well early in the year. But as you said, the big races, she's just, she just prepares so well for them and she's got such confidence and yeah, her execution is just, just fantastic. So you've got to, you got to feel, I mean, Mac will appreciate this, feel like G- Georgia Taylor Brown is a bit like Brad Bevan, always the bridesmaid to Simon Lessin. <laughs> oh. Except for in she Super League, obviously, except for in Super yes. League. Yeah, except for Leafs. yeah we, well, that's it. We need to get Flora, Flora on one of those teams, get her out there. Well, Brad did dominate the uh, series in Australia, so it's yeah. very similar, you know. He, exactly the same. He, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah he won everything until Courtney came. It is funny yeah. though how Georgia finished second in the Commonwealth Games. She finished second in the Olympics, although she did have a flat tire at the back end of that bike and still ran away back, which was epic. But it's still a silver medal, and then finished the second in this one as well. I wonder whether she just had those first two in the back of her head, and knowing that Flora was going to be so strong again, especially coming off the back of Bermuda. Annie, what did you think of that race overall? Uh, obviously, it came down to the last five Ks as we hoped it would. Yeah, um, I, Georgia will have her time for sure, I, I think. I mean, she's 28, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, Flora, I think by her own admission, well, she, she's already said that she's going to go to Paris and then after that work out what she's doing. But I think Georgia has the talent. She has the weapons. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure quite what happened in Dubai. She looked cooked on the run in terms of the heat, I think. And Tim and I were commentating on that event and she went out, she looked so strong for about the first kilometre and then she kind of lost it. I don't know if the heat prep hadn't gone as she'd wanted it to, but, you know, I, she will win a lot of races for sure. If she stays in one piece and doesn't get injured, she's too big of a talent not not to go on and dominate and and I, I think don't forget she had that period between I know it's a while ago now 2013 2016 where she didn't race at all um due to a really serious foot injury which she thought would end her career um so I think she's just you know what we're seeing now is, is okay you know she, she's she's won Super League two years in a row now silver medal at the Olympics you know she's on the rise still whereas it, it's safe to say that Laura is invincible, we know, but she's got to be at the absolute peak and considering sort of, I, I guess, retirement at some point at 36, I think she is. Considering the presidency of Bermuda or the prime ministership or the, I don't know, the emir, I don't really know who's in charge over there, but whoever it is, it's going to have Duffy, Duffy <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> exactly. Flora's in charge. And, uh, and another thing, we saw Taylor Nib rocket up into third. You know, she is superb again. She was Strong out of the water, she biked like she does, and she's another name that we're she going did to be crash hearing on more the bike. <laughs> yeah, that that is that is true. Um, but she's going to be another name we hear more and more of, Macker, as the, as the years roll by. Oh, without question, and she came off the back of that seventy point three world title, right? So you know, Flora and her both came into that series. But when you watch Taylor Nip, she doesn't seem to have that acceleration on the bike that Flora Duffy has. She sort of moves out wide and she sort of chugs this big gear. So the the girls seem to be able to jump on and, and, and cover that in this short course racing. 
where in that longer distance racing, I think she's more set for that. But she's so young, so talented. Um, I, I, I think Flora and Georgia have her measure still because of that tactical racing that you see in in the in the short course racing. But she's a she's a huge shaper of races now. If you're not in front, if you get out of the water behind Taylor Nib, you're in trouble because she's going to do a lot of that front work that keeps those groups away. But I, I was so impressed with Flora Duffy. You know, I thought after that fifth place finish at seventy point three worlds, I, I was expecting a lot more from her in that progression up in distance. And I was like, wow, okay, she she struggles with that longer longer distance but when you put her in that in those shorter distances she's unstoppable her swim's impeccable her her positioning on the bike is is remarkable she she attacks and and and, and takes some of the girls with her and her run is first class she's she is you know paris is two years away but i don't see any drop off you know age age does weary them but flora just seems to be like a fine wine getting better and better well, she's going to plan her way through it too. So you know she's going to turn up when she's yeah. going to be ready to go on that particular day. Uh, there's no doubt about it. She seems to manage to do that. It does seem like when you say Taylor Nib, I start thinking about all the young people that are dominating in longer course racing now. And I wonder when that happened because it feels like it just happened in the last two years where everyone's like, no, nah, I can be 23 and also do this. It's not like an old man's game anymore. I think that was lockdown. Yeah. The, yeah. the older men... The older, the older, older men turn to turn to wine, and the younger men turn to <laughs> pain caves. <laughs> Let's be honest. Oh my days! <laughs> but no, you're right. It, it, it has it, in a blink of an eyelid. The average age, I think, at Kona for the top ten was something ridiculous, like twenty five. Well, in twenty nineteen, it was like thirty two. I mean, and, and I can't see it. I can only see younger guys coming through. I can't see any. That there weren't many older guys except for Jan who um, who weren't there who would have brought that age up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, I mean, how about Jan now? He's not going to be able to go to Kona again. Is that going to? Is he going to go along until twenty twenty four just so he gets a shot back at it? Tim, do you think? Why not? I mean, Dave Scott was forty two or forty one when he got on the podium at Kona, his last podium. Um, Jan's, I think, forty at the moment. So if the body's there, you know how strong mentally he is. You know, he, he has got lots of interests outside of, you know, winning, but he doesn't race. He he races to win. And if that desire is there, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Nice is going to suit him. It's kind of backyard race for him coming from, you know, based in, in Europe. You know, he's a mountain mm. boy. He's moved to Andorra. Um, yeah, I, I I think he if he does well at Nice, I've got no reason to see him him not coming to Kona. Didn't 20, he say, he kind of said 2023 would be his last one. So maybe he changed. But Iron Man said Kona was going to be Kona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah, but I think he was expecting that last one to be Kona. I think he wanted his swan song to be in Kona. So that I, I actually literally asked him that question about an hour ago as we got off the plane. I said, "What? how did you take the news of, of, of Nice? You know, does it suit your style of racing? The big, the big climb up, you know, the, you know that there's two big solid climbs on that. There's mm. the climb up to grass, and there's that that yeah. Col de Vence, which is a which is a proper legitimate climb. And he sort of balked at that, to be honest. He's like, uh, I said, yeah, we well, live in Andorra, you know, like it's a big crowd. I said, look at the timing of the event now. You know, a lot of the guys that you were looking at racing and be coming off this World Championship Series race is literally one week turnaround. So, and he's like, look, to be quite honest with you, I was hoping to, to race in Kona, and I wanted to race Christian. And yeah. uh, so I think he's just getting his head. I'm, I'm sure he's going to be remarkable at it. I think he's going to love the run. He's going to love the course. He's, he's such a professional. And I think he'll, he'll prepare for it. But I think he's disappointed that he didn't, you know, I think in his head, he, this is his last year. 
Maybe he will extend it. But he wanted that opportunity to race Christian and Gustav in Kona, and that would have been a beautiful swan song for him. And I, I think he, he feels a little bit, you know, not robbed, but a little bit bummed about that. Are they going to go to Kona next year? I mean, to Nice now? The, the Norwegians, given that they're going to be focusing on Paris, but like obviously Christian will just go anyway because he just does. <laughs> I haven't asked. I'm assuming they will. That was the Pontevedra is like two weeks after, is it, which is the grand final? I don't, um, yeah. So, but as you said, if anyone can do it, I mean, they did the opposite. <laughs> they went from world 70.3s to Bermuda within eight days, Kona to yeah. Bermuda to Abu Dhabi. So, oh, yeah, man. Christian can do okay. it for sure. We've, got, we've gone way off track. Um, well, let's talk about the men, <laughs> the men in Abu Dhabi. Oh, the season. Because the season... When don't we go? Hey? <laughs> totally. Completely <laughs> different. It's seven minutes in or something, and we've gone completely left field. That's my fault. <laughs> uh, let's go back to Abu Dhabi where the men, you know, after the season started in 2021... Okay, and then it comes down to a match race between everyone thought the Falcon and Alex Yee, uh, Hayden Wild and, and Alex Yee, and then Leo Berger just does like this um, beautiful Stephen Bradbury effort, uh, which is an Australian reference for, <laughs> for coming from nowhere to sweep his way to his first gold. And the things that had to work in his way to, for it to work for him were so slim. And then Yella Gaines and Matt Hauser both did the job for him by relegating our two guys by one position each. And suddenly he's the world champ. Um, Annie, first thoughts on that. What an incredible race it was in the end. And Leo just stayed focused no matter all the action was going on behind him. Well, it's one of the most exciting finals that we've seen because there, there were so many possibilities. I, I didn't ha I didn't discount Leo Berger going into it. He's so consistent. What I did wonder was, was he capable of winning? Because he hadn't won a WTS up until that point, but he had been consistent and he knows where to put himself in the swim and on the bike. He, he's, he's so strong in that department and he's very reliable on the bike. You know, he keeps out of trouble. He does all the right things. And he looked the best that we've ever seen him on the run. I mean, he didn't put a foot wrong from start to finish. Whereas, you know, a lot of them we know were overcooking. They were getting tired. They were getting really hot. Um, you know, it was a really disappointing day for Alex Yee and, and Hayden Wild. But they're both such young athletes, you know. So, um, I don't know. The end result didn't totally shock me, I don't think. But, yes, you're absolutely right. A lot needed to happen for Leo to win, and it did happen. So we know that's racing, right? That, you know, you can only do what you can do, and then, you know, the others play a big part in, in the overall um, positionings. But um, a brilliant men's final. Yeah, he definitely owes uh, Matt and Yella a couple of beers <laughs> as well for doing what they did, especially Yella Gaines, who sprinted his way to uh, that third position and denied him. But... Uh, Maka, your thoughts on that race? It's so good to see world triathlon racing come down to some jeopardy like that. Uh, sometimes it's not always always like that, especially throughout the race. And sometimes there's a ten k run at the back end. Look, I, I, I was, you know, you guys, I was so enthralled by the over, the entire event because I, I, I didn't pick Leo to win it. I, I love Leo Bergier. I, I knew he was in the hunt. I really. I really thought Hayden was the was was going to come into some good form. I, th I thought Matty Hauser until Matty Hauser had the worst swim of his career in that in that race. I, I could not believe it. I was, you know, I was watching him as he entered, and I'm like, he is out of this. And then he delivered what second or one of the first or second fastest runs. I, mm -hmm. you know, Matty Hauser will be he'll be going home checking that result as well, thinking, ah, if only things were different, I could have potentially won it. But I I love the event. Leo is. A well-deserving world champion, a, a humble guy, an amazing guy to to be around, and uh, just couldn't be happier for him. And you know, I think, as you said, Annie, uh, you know, Alex and, and Hayden have a lot more years ahead of them, but do not discount Matt Hauser. 
Matt Hauser is showing he can now run over that distance. Yeah. And his yeah. swim is not there. And he's a guy that I'll be looking at for, for the season next year. And it's sort of coming in at the perfect timing as we lead into an Olympic Games. Matt Hauser mm. is really coming of age. Isn't he getting about 65% of every race perfectly correct? Like, and then just there's just yeah. something that he just hasn't quite got all the ingredients at the same time. But he, but he, it's just, he's so close. He just has to. 5% is 99% wrong. (laughs) 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 Well, it is. I mean, like, he crashes. He goes to put his run shoes on when he should be going to put his helmet on. He crashes again or he's behind a crash. He he fell over in Abu Dhabi. He fell over on the run. Um, He went flying out. And, and, you know, it's like, what? yeah, no, I mean, I mean that with all due respect to him, you know, no disrespect to him, sorry. But when he gets it right, like as Maka said, I totally agree. He is, yeah. he just needs yeah. to build that strength for that Olympic distance, which is definitely, which he's doing. Which is exactly how we had like, uh, it was a great headline on superleaguetriathlon.com was like, Hayden mixed, this year he mixed power with poise. And this is what Hayden, Matt Hauser needs to do next year. Like he, he was smart, Hayden Wild, in the way he went about it. And he's harnessed his power at the right times. And that's why he was the overall champ and he stayed out of trouble. And Matt Hauser has all that, but didn't quite get that sorted out. And speaking of Berger, I, I mean, you remember, Mac, we were uh, commentating from a child's playground uh, in Singapore in 2018 when Leo Berger ran without his shoes or slipped out of his shoes and ran the entire race with them. And his yeah. feet were an absolute mess. And I thought, this guy... This is my kind of guy. I love this. Like he, his feet looked like it was horrible. It looked like he'd been tortured at the soles of his feet, and he just kept going. Um, Morgan Pearson, huge run. That guy just yeah. keeps surprising everyone um, by doing what he's doing. Henry Schumann was back in the mix as well, which I thought was awesome. You would see Henry over there right now in Bahrain. I mean, he's had a terrible year, Macca. He's had a terrible couple of years. He really needs to come back and have a big result this weekend. He had a terrible event last week, and he's just pulled up sick. I just saw him. Oh, in, uh, no. Oh, and, yeah. no. Uh, yeah, he's questioning whether he'll start. So I'm like, oh, Henry. How does that so, happen yeah, one in one year? He gets sick a lot. He gets sick a lot, yeah. that guy. A lot. Alistair told me that. Yeah. Alistair said he gets sick a lot a while back. And I said, really? He said he always seems to pick things up. He must, you know, push to the limit all the time and keep his immune system suppressed. But... He said, yeah, something, he, he felt a bit off in Clash Daytona last week. He, he got off the bike in the hunt and he just had nothing. He went backwards and he's, he said on the flight over here, he just went downhill and boom, he's, he's picked up a virus. Oh, so, mate, I feel for him so bad. He's had a terrible yeah, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, so one other, yeah, Annie? No, I just, I just, yeah, just before we leave um, the men's race and Morgan Pearson, I mean, that oh, yeah. guy. Holy crap! That guy can run. I mean, I was just looking at the splits um, from from that race. Twenty nine fifteen, yeah, uh, by far the fastest. I mean, we know what Yellow Games can do in that kind of heat as well. Like that's a perfect course, perfect climate for him. You know, and he was nearly fifteen seconds quicker than him. I mean, he doesn't I look like he's, he's going that fast. He's got an interesting running technique, hasn't yeah, he? It's, yeah. it's very on the toes. But he's a guy with a 101 half, you know, that, that guy is seriously talented. If he keeps himself together, like, 
but he does he's very emotional isn't he and I think that you know that's sometimes maybe where he loses it he's had a lot of stuff going on in his life you know difficult stuff but um yeah wow god I was blown away by that run at one point I thought he was gonna get Leo Berger because it did look like he was catching fast and then he obviously blew but anyway yeah I think we, we need to keep an eye on him next year always yeah 100 percent um now for the first time before we move on to a little bit more super league first time ever in the sport uh, there was a paratriathlon mixed relay on, on the Saturday morning of Abu Dhabi, which I think we should point out because it was really a landmark moment for for para sport. So we had nine teams line up from Australia, USA, France, Italy, um, and lots of those those freshly minted world champs were part of those teams as well. And like because it was such a uh, logistical effort. I think it like full props to World Triathlon for putting on something like that because you know each of the four legs involved a, a 150 meter swim, 4.5 k bike, 1.2 k run, and then the the officials. So obviously you need help to transition, etc. And then the the officials would radio back to the pontoon to tell the next person to go. So there was no, it was like a one direction. It was insane, and I just thought it was I thought it was cool because obviously that's a that's a hard it's a hard thing to put together. So uh, full props to World Triathlon for doing that and, and pushing the sport forward. Now we move on to the season review of um, of Super League, and obviously it's been a little while now, and we've all you know had a time chance to digest it and look back on what was an incredible year uh, for Super League. Uh, it was the one first place that Flora couldn't take away from Georgia Taylor Brown. It was a great end in Neom as well. Uh, and for Georgia as well, back-to-back wins. Um, but Taylor Spivey really pushed her the whole way. And then obviously they're on the final run together and it couldn't have been better. couldn't have been scripted better uh, for Georgia to come over the top of Sophie Colwell at the back end. Um, but just your thoughts on the women's chase in general. I think Taylor Spivey continually surprised herself with being in the mix uh, with Georgia, but it, all, it still felt like Georgia had it all to lose. Like, she had to have a bad day, even when they came in at 56 points apiece to do that. I don't know whether that's the presence of Georgia Taylor-Brown or just her pure dominance within races. Tim, I'll start with you on that one. But she last year, she came from behind at the death and stole it from Jess Learmonth. But I feel like she had one hand on this first place from when we arrived in London, even though she had never won a race before we got there. No, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, we know she's so good over those shorter distances. She's whether she's on off off the front on her own, like we saw in Munich, or in a big pack or a small group. She doesn't have a weak link, and yeah, I think she was. You know, I, I'm not sorry, but I, I'm I feel for Taylor Spivey because um, you know she got second and she went into that grand final. She went into the the final in Neon with, with equal points. Yet you know everyone was saying, "Well, Georgia's going to win it," and yeah, she, she you know under the pressure, she just just. It's just like water off a duck's back for Georgia. And the fact Jess wasn't there, um, and also Vicky Holland was quite prominent last year. Um, There were quite a few other athletes. So I think it was kind of, as you said, she did have one hand on the trophy, but you have to deliver. And she did that. You know, Cassandra Beaugrant didn't show up. She's a bit like Manny Hauser. You know, when she shows up, she shows up. But when she doesn't show up, she really doesn't show up. Um, So, yeah, no, I I think um, it's a deserved champion and a very dominant season. But, again, I think um, Taylor will definitely be building on that. And Mm. I I expect her to be a lot closer in World Triathlon races and definitely Arena Games Super League next year. Yeah, huge boost for her. And and Macca, something Tim touched on there is when Cassandra doesn't show up, she really doesn't show up. Does, Does she come away from this four or five races knowing, I mean, she's got so many weapons in her arsenal, but... It didn't seem like this coming of age series for her because she was so tentative on the bike that she just kept getting left behind. So 
is that is that a does she come away from that and go, gee, it was a great series, I did pretty good, and I did really well on the run and the swim, or does she go, oh, what am I doing on the bike? How how am I going to compete next year? Yeah, well, I, I think the move to Loughborough is going to be a great one for her, yeah. really. To be quite honest, she uh, she needs to, to to be exposed to that. She dropped the bike in in Munich, and that was it. We we lost Cassandra Bagrand. She definitely turned up in London, if you remember. She was in fighting form. Mm-hmm. You know, Georgia Taylor Brown going into London was experimenting with altitude training in preparation for Paris. She'd just come out of a Font Rameau camp, and she'd just come down, felt a little flat, and sort of built through the series. She was much better in Munich, and if the, she didn't crash in in Malibu, I think it would have been a, a shutdown there. But I, I think in my two takeaways on the women's racing was Georgia Taylor Brown's progression through that series mm. and, and knowing where she came and having the opportunity to be part of the team and, and, and talking to them pre, pre-race about that was really, really cool. Cassandra Bogrand being rattled on the bike so easily, you know, uh, that is a concern, you know, and, you know, the rain of Munich upset her and she just lost all confidence in the bike. At times I thought she wasn't even trying, like it was, she was too scared of the bike. So I think that move to Loughborough training with some of the women up up there and getting that that confidence back that skill level up on the bike that she's going to need to be successful but you saw when she wants when we when we used her in the team dynamic to chase swim points or run points she's the quickest swimmer and runner in women's triathlon right now so fix the bike you've got a, a woman that is is one of the big favorites to win in paris and be very very difficult to beat in a, on a hometown race but they were good. And, and as you said, Taylor Spivey coming of age in the series. She's been part of Super League racing for so long. To see a win at home in Malibu was really, really cool. And to and to, to get a hand on that, to be in the big mix. Taylor's always been a girl that sits in fourth and fifth. And, and, and you, you always know she's there, but, she's, but she was in the mix. And she carried that pressure throughout the entire series. I thought she was remarkable as well. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the women's racing this year. It was it was really, really cool. I completely agree. Annie, what do you think as well? You're right about like Taylor always sitting in that fourth, fifth position. She was kind of like Rachel Clammer had that kind of role and then Taylor yeah. Spivey took over that role for a couple of years, notwithstanding the 2018 wins she had in Mallorca, which I thought was then like, okay, now she's going to go on with it. But then she kind of went back. Well, COVID hit and everything changed. But um a huge boost for her and just a, and a great women's series overall to arrive at 56 apiece in the desert. So just such a brilliant series like throughout. And I think, you know, another thing aside from the racing is the camaraderie with the athletes is, is amazing. I think what they, they take away from the series is huge, particularly some of the younger athletes in, in terms of dealing with that level of stress because it's stressful racing, right? It, you know, you cannot afford to make a mistake. The skills that they learn on the bike is just brilliant. And that's what's amazing about the series. Um, talking about Taylor Spivey, love her. She is such a lovely chick, that aside. Um, that's so British, isn't it? They're so lovely. Um, but she is genuinely a really a fab chick and, and really talented. And I think what was good uh, to watch about her well, in Malibu particularly was that she taught herself she can do it. I still think that she's full of those those self-doubts. Like she needs to believe that she's a winner. And I don't think she's quite got that yet, you know, but surely Malibu would have helped her. It was great to see her in, in Abu Dhabi as well, just away from the series going into that. She was sick in Abu Dhabi, but still managed to have a really solid race. So she, she keeps herself together, but I think where she lacks is getting on the start line. And this is what Flora will do. Jess will do. And Georgia Taylor Brown, and they stand on that start line knowing that they can win. And I don't think that's quite in Taylor's head yet. I might be wrong. I might be speaking out of turn. She's got the skill and the talent to do it, but she's, just got to take it there on the start line and believe that she can do it but overall a brilliant series and, and like you said well it came down to the wire and that's what we want you know you don't want to always want a, a runaway victor from the start of the series and we didn't have that so 
it was, I mean, Georgia Taylor Brown, it was hers to lose. We know that, but they took it all the way to the final, which was great. We should, we should mention the men as well. Obviously, it was a bit of a runaway with uh, Hayden Wilde in the end, but he had to make sure that he didn't make any mistakes all the way through. And what a year he's had. Commonwealth Games, obviously, uh, was there and thereabouts. And then in the WTCS, he's had podiums there and, and obviously the SLT title. Uh, Hayden Wilde's had a year where he has been one of those guys that has taken things on with varying success, but mostly has nailed it. And uh, he's, he's really come on a bit. And then... Uh, second part to that is obviously Johnny Brownlee stepping up on the podium in Neom and Sophie Colwell doing the same thing as well by coming in and having great final races. And uh, and Tim, from from your perspective, men's overall had, had some great names throughout and some great battles, but we did miss a few names too that we hope to welcome back in 2023. Yeah, it'd been great that we saw Alex in London, but again, it wasn't a full fire in Alex. He's decided to focus on the World Triathlon, so it'd be great to have him back again. And, you know, Johnny, he missed Malibu. He flew out there and got ill, the poor fella. Um, so, you know, to have him, you know, that could have changed his overall position. He could have been fighting for second, um, you know, maybe even, you know, fighting Hayden right up there. But yeah, this, I mean, Hayden Wilde controls what he can control and he's so good at looking after himself. It's, it's the execution of the race. It's his preparation. Um, I'm going to get I'm going to get shot in the foot here, but he, he, he's, he keeps himself to himself, you know. He's not always with the, with the boys, as I'm sure he's going to correct me for that. Uh, but um, I love the way he goes. And, I'm, and, and, you know, to prepare for the grand final, he threw from Saudi, I think, to Abu Dhabi or Dubai. And he was there not on his own, but he wasn't there with a training group. You know, Georgia went there, but she went there with um, Simone Ackerman and a few other athletes. But he was more on his own with local athletes. And, like... It's going to be like we talk about Maddie Hauser, but Maddie Hauser's got to up his game in every di- every race because you know not just the phys- not just the physicality of it, but his tactical awareness, his preparation uh, as well. You know, but it would be great to see Alex Yee back there next year. But for me, like Hayden Wilde was just absolutely phenomenal. He he really didn't put a foot wrong. No, he did not. Um, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. So well, I can see a lot of nodding heads. So I guess I move. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like he, you're right. He runs his own race. He spends hours doing. He did some incredible Lego while we we're on tour. Gee, I've never seen anyone put that much effort into Lego. And then he's like, "Oh, can you can you get me a Lego when you're down the shops?" Like, and I'm like, "Okay, what do you want?" He's a Ferrari. And I went down there. It was like 400 euros. <laughs> 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 no way! I'd expect Lego to be like fifteen euros or something because plastic no blocks. It gets real oh, serious man. now. There's like engines and suspension, and I'm like, mate, no, nah, not a chance. No, no way at all. Um, <laughs> what can be improved for season 2023? Formats, venues. I mean, what do you guys want to see in 2023 that's different? Uh, Super League evolves constantly. We're never standing still uh, in terms of what we provide and I think it's important that we you know and and you can see it in Michael Dole's letter on the website at the moment is that it's important to have that huge range of different conditions waves no waves desert heat um you know cobblestones the the whole thing tight twisty courses big open windy stuff we're doing that what else do we do Maka what's the next thing like what what do you want to see changed I think uh I'd like to see a team race um, actually a relay is one of the one, we probably need a few more venues but I think with the team racing I'd like to see mm. that an evolution of that to come into the actual overall racing I don't know how that would affect the the individual standing but I, I did I did love the team dynamic I'd love to see an additional athlete maybe an under 19 athlete brought into the team mm. or under 23 athlete mm. to give 
you know, a team of five on the men and five on the women. So you have two GC races and probably three discipline races per se that you can use as a team manager. I think there's, there's room for that. Maybe, you know, I love the enduro format personally. I think it is the most amazing format that we have. It's so brutal. It's so difficult. It's so testing. And, and, uh, and, you know, we, we could look at, at what we do with all the other formats when, when super league started before the team dynamic came into it was those formats were developed to, to showcase the skills of individual athletes and give them opportunities as an individual. But now we can use the team and the, and there's a team element to this racing. We're able to sacrifice athletes. Maybe that's something we do look at it. What's what we can do with these formats to tweak them, to, to give more opportunities around that team dynamic. Cause I, you know, speaking to all the athletes, they love the team part. I, I think it's, it's fantastic. It's a big point of difference within the sport. And it brings a, as you said earlier, Annie, this camaraderie that we had as a team it was, it was cool. And they, and mm. it's, something we don't experience in the sport and i think a lot of people you know just being in south africa with a whole bunch of these junior triathletes they're all they're all super league they follow super league they they're like ah oh, it's hard watching anything else because they all want to get in this team how do i get in a team and uh and i just love seeing all these young athletes like jamie riddell and 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 you know chase mcqueen and these these athletes get the opportunity to showcase their skills i'd also like to bring the jerseys back personally I think uh, being able to highlight the, the best swimmer, best biker, best runner on the course is 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 something that we we could do. But yeah, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. To have two years of a full series has been awesome, and you know, post COVID is, uh, you know, we we always sit there and forget COVID was only eighteen months ago, right? So to be where we're at and to be able to talk about it is um, is really really amazing. So yeah, a long way to go, but really happy with where we're at. Yeah, agreed. I, I think I think so, I think the team thing allowed some of the people who were ready to do it to give, it gave them cover to actually get a bit mouthy and competitive with each other, whereas they wouldn't if they were just individual athletes. But they were like, "Well, I'm part of the Sharks, and the Sharks are going to kick the Eagles' ass, etc." Whereas they wouldn't be like, "I will beat you in the swim," but they could do yeah. it under the cover of the team, which yeah. I think was kind of cool. Uh, Annie, what about you? Anything that can be changed or improved or refined or we can just get rid of oh i don't know i'm gonna i'm kind of gonna go with macro a bit everything he said i think a team relay would be amazing i love the enduro um in terms of um venues i loved all of them i think munich was a little bit disappointing this year just because the weather didn't help and ed sheeran as well sort of cocked it up from everyone by having classic ed classic ed i mean come on like so the bike course was really compromised i thought there um but you know no i loved it i'm i'm with I'm with Macca in the sense that to, seeing two full seasons go ahead really successfully, watching the development of all the athletes has been amazing. Um, but yeah, a team event would be awesome. I hadn't thought of that one. Yeah. We should get like, you know, whoever's in the top three in the a swim, bike and relay, run. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a mixed relay. Yeah, and I like the jerseys. I think the jerseys are great because there's real pride and, and it kind of stands out. There's real pride. And I think when you're wearing that jersey, you're probably more likely to go, I don't know, fight for it. I mean, although now with the teams in, I think every athlete is fighting for every point anyway. But, yeah. When I think of Vince, I think of Vince in the pink. You know, yes, that's, okay. he owned that pink <laughs> He, he looked he good in the pink, yeah. he, as, yeah. as much as it pains me to say it. What about what about you? <laughs> what about you, TD? Yeah, no, I, I love the, the the sound of a team a team relay, a mixed team relay. That would be great. And I think we forget, 
Like there were forty percent of the races this year were at brand new venues. We had two new yeah. venues, yeah. and it, it was yeah. it was the the way the the Super League handled it. You know, Toulouse had its logistical issues because it was a true town centre race. They, you know, London is, but they're kind of it's very a unique area. Um, West India Key. They did a great job there. You know, going all the way mm. to Neon was massive. One thing I do think we definitely need VAR for the bloody swim starts. We need. <laughs> There's never any controversy around the VAR. Uh, is there? We need some VAR. It's working perfectly in the football. I saw the Germans aren't complaining about it. Well, no, it's think, only been think, five um, years. And I also think I think we somehow need to get across the passion the athletes have. The, the the teammanship because I I, I think um, this the, the viewers on the TV on the internet they're just seeing the team results but we really need to kind of like find a um, a more complete way to educate everyone watching how yeah. important the team category is you know when we watch cycling we know everyone you know when watching the Tour de France we know when Ian Stannard's on the front. He's probably the strongest rider on virtually everything except the steepest climbs. But there's no way he's going to win. And we need to kind of get that, maybe not that exact example, but how important the teams are. Because I do think we're inside this bubble and the athletes are and the sponsors and, and, and we, we get it. And I think we need to find a way to better get that across um, because it, it is. Everyone loves it. You know, you've got the best athletes in the world. I'm not saying they don't care about the individual, but they're going, well, if I get this and this and this, we're going to jump up to third overall and we're ahead of the shot. And and and, and I think we just need to, some, we, we need to work on that side of things a lot. lot, a lot more. I think you're right on the storytelling. We do need to. It's, a, it's just hard within the broadcast to be able to fit everything in. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like when you see like a Ryan Fisher just bury himself for 11th and get the Scorpions home by two, it just gets lost in the mix yeah. a little bit. Or like Emma Jeffcoat just hammering a swim. Uh, oh. in order to get those points, you know, and that's why this, the Scorpions ended up coming out on top on, on the day. Yeah. So, Cassandra Beaugrand um, hated Munich, yet she swam and ran like a pure team player, you know, that, and yeah. things yeah. like that, I think. Um, she but yeah, listened no, I, I think to MG. She listened to MG. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I would I would Screaming at him. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, 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 he was <laughs> this far from her face. He was this far away just going, you run like the clappers. And she was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough too. Uh, okay, real quick. One male and one female athlete you'd like to see join or rejoin the series in 2023. And there are tons, right? Because we're looking at like people that have been there before but are coming back, like Caddy Zafiris or Leo Berger or Flora Duffy or Christian Blumenfeld or Vince or Van Riel or Jess Learmonth. I mean, there's tons. If you could pick one man and one woman to come back at the behest of all the others, who would they be? Start with you, Macca. You can only pick one man and one woman. Okay, I want Vince and Louis back. I want to see him back to his best and see how he goes up against the, the new breed. And on the women's side, I'd love to see um, Flora Duffy uh, do a full series, just mm-hmm. just for the. I, I think she she'd shape the entire racing, and, and and I think she'd really showcase just how skillful she is as a racer. All right, Annie Emerson, one man and one woman coming to rejoin the series in twenty twenty three. All other things being equal. Okay, uh, Jess Learmonth, obviously, um, love to see her back, fully fit, um, and. Uh, can I say Dorian Connix as well? I'd like to. I mean, yes. he raced one event. He raced um, in Toulouse. That was a brilliant course. Love that one, and I'd love to see him come back and do more racing. He's a massive, massive talent. Tim, one man and one woman. I want to see the. 
uh, the future. Uh, Connor Bentley, he was the World Under-23 champion. I think he's yeah. in, he came out to swim ahead of Jamie Riddle. He was off the front with Jamie Riddle on the bike. Then they got caught and then he ran away from everyone. I want to give him a chance. He's only He's got another year or two years in the Under-23. And I'm going to go the total opposite. I've heard I've heard a rumour Gwen Jorgensen is going to try and make the team for Paris. I would love to see her see what she can do. I think um, wow. she's a different different athlete, different woman to what she was, you know, having two children, yeah. going to marathon, track running, 5K. She's a mature athlete. I, I would really like to see her execution of the race and how she goes about it. I, I think they could be two, two great, great, um, yeah, additions. All right, big news. Everyone hates Katie Zafiris and yeah. Christian Blumenfeld. No one wants no, Blumenfeld back. No, I'd love Katie to come back. No one back wants Bergier back. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants Martin Van Riel. Martin Van Riel, who is okay. that? I've forgotten him. Will, Will, who do you want to see, yeah. mate? Who do you want Katie to see? Katie Zafiris and Christian yeah. Blumenfeld, mate. Oh, so you, not Martin then? Oh, right. Oh, oh, I hate, not Helen Gaines. Oh. I hate Martin. Yeah, you don't like Leo. You don't like Martin. Can I sit on the sidelines and throw bombs without getting dragged into the mire? Is that all right? <laughs> Is that all right? Can no, I force you into a corner? Collateral damage, leave man. Collateral okay. damage. <laughs> no, nah, I don't even know who Martin Van Riel is anymore. Although he's just released oh. this new set of like, uh, he's oh, got yeah. a kit and it's actually... <laughs> Like, he's gone with, like, loungewear. Like, is everyone else is like, this is my new thing. Yeah, he's got, like, you know, pink jumpers. Like, it's all the whole thing. It's quite good. I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, I, I messaged I like him on that. Instagram and said, give me a pink jumper. No response. So he's cut. You're cut, Martin. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> hey, I don't have any power whatsoever. Uh, now, before we move on from this, Arena Games expands next year. Four events across six weeks. Real momentum for this and further legitimizing this as a, you know, as an Olympic option, as an esports option moving forward. We're going to go to four places and it's going to be over a six week period. So it's going to be in uh, Montreal and then to Switzerland and then to Singapore and then to London. And it's going to be, if you're going to win this thing, you are going to earn it, Macca. Oh, yeah, without question. It's, it's such a, it's even faster than the racing we just watched the Super League, which is, which is hard to imagine. So yeah, it's uh, it's great to have four events. It was a great sort of season last year, and, and watching you know Beth Potter do so amazing and use that momentum to to push into into her season. But yeah, four racing is going to be four races is going to be tough. The Cersei event in Switzerland will be a an amazing venue with old Matthias Hecht, who used to um, who used to do triathlon. He's got a great facility there. But yeah. I'm looking forward to the to the racing. It's a funny one to call. I love calling those icons on the screen. It's uh, no, you it's, don't. Uh, you hate it. You hate I'm it. Like, Who's that? You hate it because it's because they're kind of like just they're just cruising, and then you yeah. go and see the picture of the like, and then you see the real life version, and someone's like vomiting a kidney, and it's just yeah. not fair, is it? It's just not fair. They always look so composed, the avatars. But you'll be in like Tim Buck like too, just or, like my avatar. Or, or, is that right? I run behind you. Actually, look more like the avatar than anybody else that I've run with. There's no question about that. Um, it's going to be like, I mean, is this got a future? This arena games format. I mean, because we see it, it, you know, it was like totally a pivot for COVID, and then it suddenly was like, actually, this is actually really cool, you know. And and people have said to me, like, I just watched this thing where they did the thing with the Zwift, and it was it's a whole different audience basically who are appreciating oh, what this is, okay. and I think that's the the beauty of it um in in a lot of different ways and it, it worked better than we ever thought so suddenly we're at our, we've got our own season tim 
yeah, I, I think I mean, it was born out of COVID and, and the, the minds that put it together. Is just It's just fantastic. And I think now you, you, you've got coaches going, OK, how can we get ready for the arena games, do a few WTSs, the Olympic test event, and then get ready for the Super League? It is, a, it is becoming a staple. I think the fact that World Triathlon have got behind it, we can get, or not we, the athletes can get World Triathlon ranking points towards their Olympic ranking. Um, you know, I, I, I really believe that the... Um, I think it could. I could think. It, I'll call it. I think it could be in Long Beach in um, in uh, the Los Angeles Olympics. I really, you know, I I think um, you know the development that Super League have put behind that, um, working on calibration tools for the for the treadmills and you know better accuracy with the drafting, no drafting effect within the Zwift. Um, and again, you know, again, we've got what two new venues, so fifty percent new venues. You know, people want the sport. It's it's not just us, <laughs> the people in the bubble outside there. You know, it's great coverage. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, so I'm I'm all in for it. And having raced it, not a chance would I do that again. <laughs> mm, it does look <laughs> it's hard. Too hard. Actually. It's too bloody hard. It looks <laughs> oh, disgusting. It makes it Super looks League disgusting. look like Ironman. But you know, it's that fast. It's insane. I love it. How much? How much faster and shorter can it get? We're going to do a sixty-second race. We have to do everything in sixty <laughs> seconds. What about you, Annie? I mean, you, you've been on the on the deck on the pool deck for for, for most of these events. All and of it, them. Yeah. It's, it, um, the other thing it does, I think, is you know, really promote a different style of athlete. Like, you know, guys like an Aurelian Raphael or even at the other end of the scale of just, just niche lag who just excel in this mm. pool swim and, and obviously in these, these special treadmills, which will be refined again for 2023. I think, you know, there'll be the purists out there going, oh, what's this all about? But it's, a, it, it's triathlon, but it's totally different. Um, I think it is exhilarating. I think it's unpredictable. I think it is the atmosphere when you're in a venue is absolutely brilliant. I love it. I would have personally hated it. I think I would have been absolutely crap at it. It is absolutely all out in the red. Um, yeah, it, it's mad, but I love it. I, I think it's great racing. I'm with Tim. I think, you know, and I know Super League are doing, I've invested a whole lot of money on the technical side of it, which does have to be improved because we have had technical issues previously. Um, so I just think, um, yeah, it's the way forward in triathlon. It is amazing. Absolutely. Let's, let's get the team thing in, in there. Let's have a mixed team indoor. relay. Yeah. It's, it's not triathlon. You know, what Super League are trying to do is not replace triathlon. It, it's, it's completely different. You know, it's, a, it's another evolution. branch of triathlon. Innovate it or is. die. It's the evolution. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Can we just slow down with the innovation for one season? Like, can we just, like, <laughs> just sit? Like, and just go, let's just take a breath and do what we did before. No, not a chance. It never happens. Um, What's oh, the stack height on your shoes, Will? What's that? <laughs> What's the stack height on your shoes? <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about that. Right, so we just before we get to the Global Triathlon Awards, we're just going to round out the show. Annie, are you still there? I'm here. I'm just moving locations. Oh, you're moving locations. All right. Um, like, like we... You have to share the house with your husband oh. and he needs to do a call. Oh. Look at that. Annie's show, showing off because she has more than one room in a house. Look at you, fancy pants. Um <laughs> Uh, Maka always has one room in his house because he's always in a hotel room. Have you ever noticed that? It's just a different hotel yeah, room it's, somewhere, it's always somewhere glamorous and nice. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're always traveling. It's so great. Right. That's true. Um, we're going to get to the... We're going to get to the Global Triathlon Awards in a second, but I want one thought from each of you on each of these, uh, I guess, the news wrap, if you like, right? So we're going to hit a few topics real quick. Uh, we don't have much more time left in the show. I want to get to the Global Triathlon Awards. But the Kona decision to go back and forth, uh, we've kind of touched on that already. Tim, you've given your thoughts, but Annie, what do you think about the Kona decision to go away 
from Kona and will it stop there? Will we get to a point where they go around to different venues? Is this just a stepping stone? What do you think? Um, I think it's absolutely the right decision. I think, you know, Kona is is just iconic. It's historical. It's where it all began. But the stuff that I've heard about, the cost of, you know, it, to get for people to get there is outrageous. You know, it excludes so many people. Um, for me, I think um, it's a completely different race taking it to Nice. But Nice, you know, I've raced there. I've raced over the original international long course event. It's a stunning, stunning venue. It, it's tough. It's completely different racing um, to Kona, that's for sure. The, the, I guess the swim and the run are pretty similar, but the bike, as we were talking about previously, Maka, is completely different. It's a, it's a different athlete that will race that, I think, in terms of how technical it is. You've got to not just race in a straight line. You've got to know how to descend. We all know what the descents are like there in Nice. We've all been there um, and um, climbing maybe. as well. So. Oh, okay. Well, you'll get there one day. January, um, January, but... mate. January. I'll take yes, you. Yes, I'll be times. there. I will be yeah, there with you. Take you times. We can do a lap of the course, the full one eighty. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, it. Yeah, I'm really... it would be great at that. But it was time for change. Absolutely. It'd be snowing at the change, top. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think that I probably agree with with your your point. I, I think the only mistake they've made. I think it's a fantastic idea to swap venues. I think every second year should go back to Kona, but do not separate the men and women. It should be you're both on the same course each time. I think every second year should come back to Kona, give other athletes the opportunity to showcase their skills. I I hated Kona. I might have won the thing. I hated the place. It's a, okay. It's the historical home of triathlon. It's where I men racing started, but. It, it suits a certain style of athlete, and it's unfair. And I and I and I believe this is the right decision for the sport yeah. for everything. You need to go back every second year, but don't split men and women. Let's, let's both go to the same place at the same time. Don't you want to have the women have a separate race? So the whole point of it was the two they day can. two day they racing can. is too hard for Kona because everyone hates it. Is that that's the point, right? Whatever. Maybe, but or they just or they just uh, do it the way they used to, right? Like a. Uh, yeah. we've always had it's always worked for 40 years we had one day of where they still have a separate race okay it's not a separate day but it's still a separate race i did enjoy this year's different coverage of each event but no i think no okay no, let's I see what happens this worst. year with the coverage will will they get equal yeah. coverage you know are all the yeah. global endemic sponsors going to turn up are they going to double their budget exactly. you know are they are like i don't know a bicycle manufacturer going to do a big show in nice and a big one in kona are the shoe manufacturers that are not you know is is, is it going to yeah, be is one going to be more diluted are people you know it's this is specifically for the pros and that side you know how will, i i I, yeah, I totally agree i i think it, it's inevitable it has to move um, I don't like Kona either, but I think splitting the men and women, I think they could have found a, a different way, maybe, yeah, to, to, to do it so they can both race in Nice this year and Kona the year after. Cut the age group mm. field down, make it harder for them. Don't only have a roll down to top 10 in a, in a, in a qualification race, Western Australia. If you finish 11th and, and the roll down hasn't gone, you can't go to keep that age group standard higher. I think we saw the, mm. the, the, the lowest standard ever. Um, not the top end, but the, the the tail end. More athletes finishing in the last, you know, three hours than ever before because the qualification period. Um, yes, going well. Yeah, <laughs> hey, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with your course knowledge in Nice. And again, what about the after? What about the after party? How's that going to go down? Total sausage fest at the after party. <laughs> Massive sausage fest. No, no good. 
Terrible. Uh, speaking of WA, Max Newman missed Ali Brownlee's record by one second. How about that? That's disgusting. And he was going for it. It's not he like you realise he was going oh. for it. Oh. Good year from that guy, though. He has really had a year, hasn't he? Fourth in Kona, it yes. Validates, validates Kona hundred yeah. percent. I think you know because mm. that validates his Kona in terms of it was a proper world class performance. You know, in my yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to move on from that quickly. World Triathlon Board ratified the new competition rules of 2023. There's a couple we want to pull out. The new maternity policy will freeze the rankings of athletes in terms of competition entries from the moment they announce their pregnancy until their kid's two years old, which I think is absolutely outstanding. So they get to come back in after two years at the same place that they went out. Touching a helmet locking mechanism is now forbidden before a bike is racked. That's the Hayden Wild rule. After all that, Hayden got <laughs> denied his appeal at the Commonwealth Games. Um WT will follow the rules implemented by World Athletics that include the use of customised platform shoes. So Gustav Eden couldn't be like 11 inches taller than what he was in your shoes, Tim Don. Um, and also the aero bars are gone. The Vasco Velasa aero bars are gone as well, um, except for in mixed team relay. Thoughts in general on that? Annie, we'll start with you um, on, on any of those you want to pull out really quick before we move on. Um, it's an interesting one with the aero bars being removed. I'm not, I, you know, in, in WTS racing, I quite like them. I'm not sure why they're moving them. I don't know what, what's their reason. Um, that would be an interesting one um, to find out. The, the helmet thing, yeah, I mean, I guess rules. Lots of rules coming in. What's that all about? Rules, rules, rules. and more rules. What about the shoes? I'm not... I'm not the shoes I agree with because I think, I mean, Tim was explaining to me what they'd done and he showed me some pictures of what they'd done with Gustav Eden shoes. And I must admit, I was kind of like, really? So I think you have to, it has to be a, a more level playing field. And we know it's not really with the shoes. It's level. It's just there. three inches higher, the same yeah, level. It's a flat playing field. just gone up a bit. <laughs> For so, Gustav um, and anyone yeah, sponsored by Adidas. <laughs> that's yeah, true. Exactly. That's true. So, so, so I think that I'm, I'm, I'm all for that one. I'm not sure about the, the bars, the tri bars. Um, okay. I'm not sure why they brought that rule in. Who woke up one day and thought, let's get rid of them? Because I think they're quite a good, interesting addition. You know, Timmy and I watching the, the race, you know, it was cool. They worked out. They weren't affecting anyone. Um, I don't know. Is it a safety thing? Well, I guess they crashes. If there were lots of crashes, then fair yeah, enough. But exactly. that's why they took them out of the peloton um, in pro tour cycling because they used to be mini spinaches, if I think what they were called. And, yeah. and the, the peloton yeah. speed increased of an average of three or four kilometers an hour. But there were quite a few crashes. But we're not. Well, we are seeing crashes, but that's nothing to do with um, people being on yeah. the aero bars. So yeah, I think yeah, it's exactly. quite. I, I love it. With with we need a rule for shoes. We, we can't have yeah. no rule. Is that the correct rule? It's the easiest rule to follow the world athletics rule um yeah. but um yeah we can't just have anything because otherwise someone could turn up with a four inch stack and your leg length your stride would be longer mathematically you know regardless of the energy return of the the, the foam and the carbon double carbon plate triple carbon plate you know who knows um but we do need a rule for the shoe um yeah and yeah, hayden wild that's not a new rule that's uh, that's just a, a that's just a, 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 tw um, a, tw a, a reiteration of a rule. Yeah. yeah, a clearer rule maybe. Um, that original rule was for safety because like, I've raced Benjamin Sampson and his helmet's always done up because it's so blooming loose. Yeah. As he's running in transition, yeah. he just goes like that and throws it down. And, you know, people were riding and they're doing it up as they're blooming, as they're a, a kilometre into the bike back in the day. Yeah. 
so that that rule initially was for a safety but now i think they're just making it so we cannot have that incident again or if we do it's very clear cut yeah with those four inch stacks tim you'd be like yeah, yeah. five foot eight you'd be like you'd be like a long-legged human be huge you'd be oh a God, huge gigantic I'd, unit, be gazelle, I'd be gazelle like oh yeah mm, be even like quicker tiny... than he already is we definitely wouldn't be running with him come on <laughs> <laughs> trying try to follow I, his I often, feet where, where I often think what would my 28 minute 10k have been if i had carbon shoes yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember that honestly to be fair um <laughs> yeah no true Maka, any thoughts exactly on any right. of those any controversial thoughts on any of those uh policies are you against yeah. the maternity policy for example throw it out there mate no i'm not against any of them no, i think it's a i think it's fair right like a, yeah, yeah that's a fair policy um but I, I i agree on the shoes i thought it was getting, you know, after doing the whole sub seven process and going through following those athletes and seeing how they manufacture those shoes and getting to know what is the technology behind it and how much it does benefit. It's, uh, and the thick of the stack soon you'd be running in, you know, like that'd be this big, right? It's, it, you need some baseline and, uh, yeah. it's the right move. And otherwise it'd just get ridiculous. Mm. We saw that in swimming a while back when they allowed, you know, I remember the speed suits when they brought that. Yeah. yeah, well, they brought in the – we went through it in triathlon, but they had the long – in Thorpe was wearing it, and then they all started – and yeah. all records got blown out the door, and you're like, oh, come on, that's not really yeah. – you know. It's, it's ruined it now because there's still like asterisks yeah. over records, which is exactly. continually yeah. having still in swimming now yeah. to this day. So yeah. maybe no one ever beats, you know, the, the stack, the shoe stack era, the great oh, yeah. shoe stack era when they they, um, they don't have that anymore. Um all right, uh, Global Triathlon Awards. Tim Don is a judge, one of five judges on the panel. It's all been announced. You can see it uh, at globaltriawards.com. Also, they're on Instagram and Facebook and all the general stuff. It's something that both Tim and I are involved in in January, recognising and celebrating those involved in the production and development of this, the world's best sport, obviously. Um, SLT leading the charge also alongside World Triathlon and the Professional Triathletes Organisation, which is a feat in itself, I have to say, to get everyone to play nicely together or just about everybody uh, and recognise the very best in the sport over 11 different categories. Uh, it's going to be like the Oscars for triathlon, which gives me, means it's going to be a lot less fun than the Oscars and it'll be less scandal because triathletes are very chill, right? Are you going to get slapped in the face? I might. get slapped in the face? By who? <laughs> hey, Im Don, keep my wife's name out no. your f***ing mouth, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important oh. thing. <laughs> oh. She's got Thanks, lovely hair. She's got lovely hair, your wife. Not you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> She's a real person, by the way, everyone. Uh, so there's 11 categories. They're also recognising the best products, swim, bike and run, and nutrition and tech. There's five products, best male, best female, rookie of the year, and outstanding contributors as well. Uh, there's also a thing called Lifetime Kudos Awards, both for contributors outside of athletes and also for the pros. So um, you guys just spitballing here because they're going to announce the shortlists and then obviously we'll have the winners on the night, but the shortlists are coming up very, very soon. Um, you can also buy tickets to this as well on the website. Go to Nice, meet Tim Don. It's going to be a really important day for you. Uh, get dressed up. It's going to be lovely. There's going to be lots of pros there. But is there any products that you guys would pull out from swim, bike, run, nutrition, or tech that you go particularly love this thing uh, and that I would nominate it if, if indeed anybody asked me or if I put a nomination in before we go into the athletes? Uh, Macker, is there something you love? Like, for example, like for me, Morton products are great. I really enjoy – I use Morton products all the time. I, th I think they're better. Um 
it helps me in the little well, age group well, world that I live you, in. When do you when do you train hard enough to need any Morton's? Uh, see, see, I was getting I'm going easy on you these days, Amy. I think we should go back and say, Hey, I ran a forty two minute ten K today at lunchtime. I think that's pretty good for a wow, guy who weighs ninety well kilos. I'm ninety kilos, all right? I'm carrying around it's like Your if you it's like if oh you God. went for a run, but you were also carrying all your luggage yeah, for a trip. Kilos more than me, thirty-two kilos. Exactly. More than me. Yeah, you need, exactly. You need Morton's because you're burning a lot of energy being that size. Well, I am burning calories just sitting here listening to this rubbish. All right. <laughs> okay. So I represent the age group athletes out there that keep you guys in the manner to which you've become accustomed. So ignoring you, Emerson. Maka, is there any is there any products that you enjoy specifically that you would nominate for any of these or any of these? I don't, I don't use any. You, of the you don't use anymore, them. But I, I would nominate those Gustav Eden winning shoes. <laughs> Outstanding tech. They Outstanding tech. They were remarkable. Voila! I got them and no one else has, and bang! It was a it was a great play. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. I'd nominate them and then remove them from a little the bit like an F one, like an F one, where like you know there was this in two thousand nine there was a team called Braun that nobody gave any, and then they came out with like some tech innovation. They won every race with Jensen Button, and no one could catch up to them. So the whole thing was just a wipe for the whole year. It's the same kind of thing. Someone comes out with this one pair of shoes, and no one can match up with it. What about you, TD? Still work. I, I don't know. If, I, I I don't know if this this isn't a, it's a it's a future product. Maybe it's still in development. But have you heard of Race Ranger? Is that the oh, yeah, non-drafting thing? Yeah, I think that could change the game to make a fairer, simpler process so it's not just subjective that you're 12 metres, I'm 11.9 metres behind someone or whatever the distance is. Mm. It's a laser on the front of the bike and a sensor on the back, and if you get within certain distance, you it blow flashes. Up. Oh. <laughs> you blow up, yeah, collateral damage. I think it flashes and you've got so long to either go past and as soon as you pass it, it resets or you, well, you can't drop back. Um, and I think then the marshal has an iPad and it says, oh, number 62 has been in it 10 times, even though I haven't seen it. You can give them a, I don't know how far that is. I don't know if it's been in any trial races, but something like that is very innovative and it's for the for the development of the sport, for cleaner racing. I don't think we could use it in age group racing because it would just be like LEDs flashing everywhere. <laughs> six people finish the race. It'll be like the Super Everyone Six have, rule. Yeah, you, yeah it'll be like a, an epileptic fit, you know, like that strobe effect. <laughs> I saw a couple in Spain where there was just pelotons of people. It was just absolutely yeah. ma- absolute madness. They ran the 70.3 on the same course. And it was, yeah, no one would have finished. It would have been zero finishes. Uh, what about you, Emerson? Got, you could tell I've me about one how. One more thing. One yep, more yep, thing. Yep. One more is um, um, this is actually Alistair Brownlee's invention. It is the shower man on a run. <laughs> sub seven, sub eight. Oh, it was genius. I mean, it was. It was, it, it was innovating to make me go, well, not make, but to make Alistair go quicker. Without a doubt, that would work on certain courses. Like, absolutely. No, well, was, it worked. Really it, outside the box, yeah. It nearly delivered Skipper the most unlikely of victories, didn't it? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Emerson, as someone who is, you know, incredibly athletic, fit, firing, mentioned right at the top of the show that she's running a marathon in a little humble brag, et cetera, et cetera. What, as I, an didn't, al- I didn't start that. That was, that was Michael's decision that we all had to run a marathon with him he said if you don't run a marathon, you told everyone i've got to tell my yeah. wife now yeah yeah you told everyone <laughs> how are you annie well did i mention i was running a marathon in may 
Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Like to see where my husband is because he doesn't know either. Doesn't know. Okay, he's not there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm with you, Will. I'm with you. So my best marathon was run with Morton's and anything else I'd ever used used to just kind of make me feel a bit crap. And I think Morton's is a brilliant product. So in 2019, um, when I raced uh, Edinburgh and did an okay time, yeah, Morton's got me through really well there you go there you go you and me as elite athletes can we'll bond over this at some other time point in the future we will um best male and best female this is across anything from long course to super league to arena games to world triathlon to anything you want uh challenge races who who is your best male and best female that of 2022 this is this is a good question you know and like you know there's lots of people who put their hand up for this one okay yep got good stuff Ian. Gustav Eden wins Male Athlete of the Year for me. Uh, his PTO performances. You can split it between him and Christian, but kind of bang, kind of rules. And Taylor Nib. Okay. She uh, she's she's killed it. Not Flora Duffy. Not Ash Gentle. Not you know. No. Nope. That Taylor Nib's okay. like a young kid who just went boom. She just decimated him at Worlds. All right. Next level. All right, Tim. Anything different? Am I allowed to vote? Because I don't want to get I don't want to get into trouble. Oh, I'm, one the, I'm one of the ju- I'm one of the judges, aren't I? Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, there's a, an amazing athlete because you know what the winners win. I think it's a hundred thousand dollars. So my wife Kelly is the best athlete. Uh, okay, best yeah, no, she is. No, no. Yeah. Do you go? <laughs> no, I mean, um, of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with Maka. You can split them. You know, Christian won two world titles or he won two world titles and he was third in another world title Gustav won one world title and didn't do yeah but, I, but Kona's Kona but again going back to what we were talking about earlier Kona's Kona yet yeah, it's moving away from Kona um mm. so yeah Gustav Christian maybe I'll go with Christian because he's got the pressure of of being the Olympic champion of, of being expected to perform while Gustav can just you know float around in you know he's not in much demand and the women, yeah, Flora Duffy, like the yeah. pressure. She she went to she went to Buckingham Palace last week to be to get a dame. So that's the equivalent of, of a knighthood. You know that is just like I mean, no one in I, I think she's the second triathlete ever, second professional triathlete ever to get that 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 award behind Sarah Springman, who um, used to be a pro triathlete in the eighties and nineties, and she got it. She got knighted um, last year. So yeah, I think Flora Duffy. Okay. What about you, uh, Annie? I mean, because like, you know, you put, I guess when you talk about performances, I mean, Flora had some off performances. Ashley General just won all the races, basically. You know, if you're going to put her in there, it's PTO races, yeah. PTO races. I think, yeah, I love watching um, Ashley, you know, move on from from the short course because she's so talented, but she just had that kind of dodgy swim most of the time. I think that, that she's such a talent. So dodgy think, swim. Yeah, I mean, she would say it herself, right? Like, you know, that's where she really struggles. So talented on the bike and the run, but um, it's been great to see her succeed. But I think um, I definitely say, um, I've got to go with Christian because I know Kona is Kona, right? But the way he came back and did 70.3 and then put himself in the mix in the short course. I mean, how the hell do you do that, right? okay he didn't win a short course but he was there or thereabouts and in the races that he did um Abu Dhabi and um Bermuda and then in the women's I'm just going to go with I'm just going to go with uh, Georgia she she retained her title from 2022 I think Flora is a machine but I I don't think Georgia's had the easiest of years as we saw when she came across the, the finish line in 
in Abu Dhabi. I think she's had um, some stresses and stuff and, and somehow or another she always has a smile on her face and always delivers something pretty special. Um, so yeah, she's got my vote. All right, there's, uh, there's plenty more and you're gonna be announcing on globaltriawards.com uh, the shortlist very, very soon of who we can see in Nice, which is gonna be a real watershed moment for the sport as well. Uh, led of course by Super League Triathlon um, um, from the, the Genesis. And now with everybody on board. So looking forward to that one. Looking forward to getting over to freezing Nice for a few days away from this horrible, beautiful, warm summer weather here in Sydney. Can't wait for that one. Uh, thank you all for being a part of this one. Nice long show. Just a tick over an hour. Uh, everyone's got stuff to do. And we and I appreciate everyone uh, tuning in for another one. The Short Shoot Show, of course, will be back as well in 2023 with plenty more. And we're going to have a little a new look as well for the show. So looking forward to that. Maka, thank you very much. Tim Don, as usual, thank you. And Annie Emerson, in both the rooms of your gigantic house, thank you as well. Oh, All right. Plenty more coming up across uh, December and into the new year. More announcements, more news coming out of Super League Triathlon at superleaguetriathlon.com.